Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We're in our 22nd year here on Voice America and very proud of it. And this is the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions and make your dreams come true. And today we have on a terrific guest, someone I have known for a while, who's a dynamo. And we're talking about a subject that I think all of us can use, and that's how can we be more organized? My guest is Kristen McRae. And her newest book is Living an Organized, Energized Life. It's a step-by-step guide to you getting organized, saving you time and money, decreasing your stress levels, and helping you live a more efficient and productive life. Christy McRae founded her award-winning organizing and efficiency business in 2012 with the goal of teaching her clients that living an organized life will save them time and money and, and again, as I said, decrease their stress levels and just have them lead a more enjoyable, efficient, and productive life. She's worked with clients in their homes from ages 8 years old to 90 years old. And she's worked with businesses from solopreneurs and entrepreneurs to CEOs of large corporations and giving over 130 in presentations and serving over 650 clients. She loves her work, and she is just a great person and a dynamo. Welcome, Kristen. Hi, Patricia. So great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you. So let's talk about the first chapter in your book. You talk about how you came from an organized family. Please talk about that, because I think a lot of us didn't. Mm-hmm. A lot of us have had to learn these skills, and you had them built in. So, talk about your family background. Sure. So, my both my parents, my mom and my dad, very organized. My dad owned his own business, so I learned a lot of the business sense from him, and watched him always keep his trucks really clean and just have a really good organized business. Always has always had structure in his day. And my mom, who was in the beginning a stay-at-home mom, always taught me how to manage a calendar, how to fold my clothes, which is so important, how to take care of my bedroom and how to put things back where I found them and create these organized systems. So I had that business sense from my dad and the structure of that. And then my mom teaching me how to work, you know, function in a home being organized in that sense. So that skill set was transferred to me. And I think I was born with a little bit of it too, I guess. So it's very natural. It's just yes. natural for you. Mm-hmm. It's natural for you to figure things out. Yeah. And it wasn't so much people say, oh, you're organized, but it wasn't so much just being organized. When I went into my career and in work life, it became, okay, I'm organized, but how can I take this procedure that somebody gave me or this task that somebody gave me and streamline it and make it more efficient and productive? So now I can take something that would have taken me a half hour down to 10 minutes. So I was always the person in the office that would say, give the work to Kristen. She's already finished her work for the day. She'll handle it and she'll get it done quickly and efficiently. So I was always not only organized, but taking it to that next level of efficiency and productivity. Yeah. So you've developed six tools to stay organized. So let's talk about the first one, which is a calendar. A calendar should be your best friend. 
I remember having a calendar from when I was very young. I had it on my desk in my home and it, I was a dancer. So I would mark down all my dance classes and any events I had to go to and practices. And then when homework was due, when projects were due. So my calendar was my Bible because you have a lot of things going on when you're a kid, you're, you're doing different activities to be organized. And back then we didn't have anything digital. So I learned how to use that paper calendar and use it like it was my best friend. And to this day, I still use a paper calendar and the same process I did when I was little and it works. So I'm not going to change it. <laughs> yeah. I use an yeah. old calendar and that yeah. works for me. Yeah. I tell people whatever works for you, stick with that. Don't try and get in someone else's box of what they say. But if you want to go digital, hundred percent go there. If you want to stay paper, don't let people deter you to going to digital. And the second one of the six is a clock. A clock. I have a clock in the bathroom. And people are like, why do you have a clock in the bathroom? Me too. Yeah, yeah. So when you're taking a shower, you're doing your hair, you can stay on task and stay on time with if you have to be somewhere, you can just make sure you're running on time. So a clock time is great for time management. When you're working on tasks for your business or for homework or whatever it may be, you can time yourself. I'm going to give myself a half hour to work on this. And you can watch the clock. So always having that clock near you or just being able to keep track of time so you're aware of so you're not late or running late. The third one is systems. So having systems in place. So you get organized and now you create a system. How am I going to grab things? How am I going to put things back? How do I want to function in my house? So when I get people organized, it's not about how I want to be organized. It's how my client functions in their home. So when I create systems, they're based on how my clients function, not on how I function. I have to leave there and they're going to function differently. Everybody has a different system and a different process because everybody functions differently. Everybody has a different family life. So the systems are so important because that's how you're going to maintain that organization. So a system could be just the way you file something. Correct. Yes. Where, where you put that piece of paper when you get it. Because it seems in everything I've seen, the paper, for me, that's the hardest thing. Mm -hmm. the, everything else, you know, in the cupboards and the clothes, it's all in its place. But the papers gets out of control. Yes. And people because think because we're in this digital world that there's no more paper. But we have paper and we have to have a process to deal with the paper. Yes. But even if you have a digital system, Kristen, you yes. need digital files. Now that I'm good with. That I'm good with. Right. But, you know, I, I mean, sometimes I let things hang out in the desktop too long and then the desktop is covered and you have to go file everything. Right. But it, you know, but you know where it is. But I find the papers then start piling. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Yep. So that system of how do you want to function? How do you want your filing cabinets to look? Do you want to alphabetize? Do you want to grab it as you file things or what you use most frequently? So we talk about that. And then it's the maintenance of something comes in. I either put it on my to-do list to act on it. It gets filed away or it gets pushed on my calendar. So there's that process of what to do with it when it comes into your hands. Here's an interesting one. Yes. Say, well, of course, to-do list. Yes. So your calendar, your to-do list, and your email all go hand in hand. So having that daily and creating a daily to-do list versus a weekly to-do list, because you people with a just one big to-do list get very overwhelmed. They can't prioritize. There's different things on that to-do list that are a priority and some that aren't. So it gets mixed in. So people get very overwhelmed and they shut down and nothing gets done. So a daily to-do list on the Friday before the week ahead, look at your week ahead, create a daily to-do list for each day. 
and think about other errands you have to run. Do you need to be in one area of the city on one day? That way you can schedule all your errands on that day. So it's just planning out your week ahead and really having that daily to-do list. So you can say when Monday comes, you know exactly what you're doing on Monday. And then if anything doesn't get done, you get to push it to the next day. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Helped me a lot. This was the one that was interesting. <laughs> Live simply. Yes. Many people try and make life complicated. They make their systems in their home complicated. They make their life complicated because they're running in 10 different directions. They're not organized in that sense of having that daily to-do list, working with a calendar and time management. So what happens is when life gets complicated, you get stressed, you get overwhelmed, you get anxious, all those things when you could just be living a really simple life just by being organized. And again, thinking about how much you really need in your home to function on a daily, weekly basis. So simple, simplifying, not so many things, less things. Right. Many people try and make that complicated, more complicated than it is. Now, the sixth one doesn't seem to relate, but it does. Okay. (laughs) Eat healthy. Yes. So when we don't eat healthy, what happens? We get sluggish. We get tired. We get cranky. We get uh, just our mind gets heavy. So when you're eating well, you're functioning like a well-oiled machine. You're, You're sharp. Your, you feel good. And that helps you with your organizing and staying on time management, working on like just it helps you function better when you eat healthy. So it, it just, I like to, you know, work with a healthy lifestyle. And I find that that helps also. You have a clearer mind. When you work with clients, mm-hmm. what do you find is the greatest challenge? Is there one challenge that seems to be great for everyone or is it, or is it different? So, The main thing that all my clients have in common is there are no systems in place. It's Mm kind of like chaos, right? They don't have good systems in place. They're not using those six tools we just talked about and chaos ensues. So you get stressed. They're all stressed out. They're all overwhelmed. They're all anxious, all the same thing. So all my clients look alike. They're embarrassed. They're, you know, they, they feel like they're the only ones that are feeling this way. But in, in essence, like everybody that's disorganized looks the same. And the process to get you there is the same. Everybody, the process to get them organized is the same, but the systems actually are going to be different. So that's when we get into that conversation of how they want to function. But when there's no systems in place and it's disorganized chaos, everybody looks the same. There's just no no order anywhere. All right. Before we go to break, tell people how they can get your book. Sure. Energize. And it's a, it's a thin book, so you could put it in your bag and yeah. carry it with you. Yes, you can. It's a very easy read. It's a straightforward. I wanted to create a book that was very easy to read. There's no fluff in it. You can get my book on Amazon Amazon, or you can go to my website, kristinmccray.com, and you can purchase it there also. All right. All right. When we come back, we are going to talk about these systems that you're mentioning. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you create a system? How do you know it's the right one for you? And then also having a purpose in each room you know, each space. So we'll talk about that next and how we can try to reduce the stress that we often feel. Okay. So I am talking to Kristen McRae and her book is Living an Organized, Energized Life, a step-by-step guide to getting you organized, saving you time and money, decreasing your stress level and helping you live a more efficient and productive life. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Follow 
follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for the Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show we're talking to Kristen mccray about her brand new book Living an Organized, Energized Life, a step-by-step guide to getting organized, saving you time and money, decreasing your stress levels, and helping you live a more efficient and productive life. Kristen McRae founded her award-winning organizing and efficiency business in 2012 with the goal of teaching her clients that living an organized lifestyle saves them time and money and decreases their stress levels and, again, also brings them joy. She has worked with clients in their homes from ages 8 to 90. And she's worked with businesses and solopreneurs and CEOs and entrepreneurs. And she's given over 130 presentations and serving over 650 clients. And she just loves her work. And she is a dynamo. Welcome, Kristen. Hi, Patricia. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you back. Okay, so let's talk about, you keep talking about how we need a system, but that everybody's different. And Let's talk about the office. And the reason I'm choosing that is that more and more people today, post-COVID, are working remotely and they need to have that office organized, but people organize differently. So give us a couple of different types of systems with the office. Sure. So if you're working with 
paper on a regular basis or you're referring to things on a regular basis that you're grabbing daily, have a vertical filing system. Instead of laying things flat and piling where you're touching five things or six things before you get to the one thing you need wasting time, go vertical. And by vertical, I mean a vertical filing system where you have file folders that are vertical so that you can see what you're looking for. Folders are labeled. And these are folders you're grabbing on a regular basis. So you can grab what you need and go about your day. Again, it's all about efficiency. How many things are you touching before you find what you actually need? Have drawer organizers in your drawers. You wouldn't believe how many people don't have drawer organizers in their office drawers. And it could just be to contain pads and pens and writing your other writing utensils and things you're grabbing on a regular basis that are in drawers. And think about, again, how you're functioning on a daily basis, how you're grabbing things, what do you want in what area of the drawer. So people might say, Kristen, oh, those are little things. I might waste a little time during the day. But when you add up all the time you're wasting touching things or grabbing things that take you a while to find, it causes stress and it takes you longer to recover after you find that item. Where an organized person finds what they need and goes about their day, no stress, unscathed. And think about little things, five minutes a day could save you so much time by the end of the week. And what would you do with that extra time? Mm. Now, when you say vertical, front Mm -hmm. to back, like ABC front to back, like a file, like pulling out a file drawer. Yep. And it could be like, and this is just on your desk for things that you use on a daily, weekly basis, but it's it's also, um, it gradually goes up so you can see each file folder. Okay. So it gradually goes higher. Yes. Okay. And you can, you can buy those, I'm sure, at any organizing store. Exactly. They're very common. You can get them in different colors. You can coordinate your office colors with them so you have something nice to look at during the day. But I suggest doing that as opposed to piling because there are people who pile their papers and people who file or organize their papers in that way. So does it look like a tower? Um, almost. It's, it's vertical and your files stand straight up in them and they're labeled so you can see them. I see. Yes. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, which is really important. So yes. give us a, an example of a couple of clients you've had that have organized their offices and it works for them, but they do it differently. So there are people who have a lot of paper in their office. So I have a few clients that operate actually the same. They, When I walk into the office, they just have piles of paper everywhere. And the reason being is they don't have a filing cabinet set up. You go to the filing cabinet, the filing cabinet is actually empty. And it's, and, but they have all these piles of paper all over. So they don't have that filing system set up. So, and there are more than one of my clients operate like this. So what we do is we go through every piece of paper, categorize it out, throw out whatever needs to get thrown out. And then we're just left with categories. And then we're going to fill that filing cabinet. And I'm going to, we're going to label things. I'm going to ask them, how do you like to grab alphabetical or as you, you know, the most recent things that you grab. And then I create those filing systems for them based on how they function. And now there's no paper on their desk. And now they have to get in a routine of if they need something, they go right to the filing cabinet. Something comes in that needs to be filed, it goes right into the filing cabinet. Where before, they didn't even have that system set up. And it sounds really simple, right? A filing cabinet have a system, but many people don't do it. And they end up just throwing papers on their desk. So that's one area. The other thing is, I might have a client that has that actual filing system in place, and they don't have any papers on their desk, but they haven't purged these files in years. So now there's... an an abundance of paper that they don't need to look at. They can shred it. They don't need it anymore. So now we just need to purge their filing drawers and interfile whatever they do have on their desk, which usually isn't that much. And then it's a physical spaces too, because now you have paper clutter, you have magazine clutter, you have books. People have a lot of books. So it's a lot of different things in the office that come into play. There's office supplies. 
They could be thrown all over the office. If they have a closet, we organize the closet according to how they function and get all those organizing supplies in one spot. What if you have someone who's doing all this, but, and actually this is me, but I, and I have the, all the systems in place, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't feel like filing right away. So the papers start piling up because I'm not filing. I'm doing something else. It's not important to me to take that extra five minutes, mm-hmm. dig through the file cabinet to find the right file. Um, so what do you say to that? So the only thing I would say a couple of things, how long do you have to go back into that pile during the week to find something? And how long is it taking you to find something? And the other thing is, if you don't want to do it on a daily basis, can you on a Friday block time off on your calendar for 15 minutes to file every week, two o'clock on a Friday, 15 minutes every week to get rid of that paper and file it away? That would if, make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, and I also find too, and we, we'll talk about clutter later, but yes. just the clutter of it bothers me, just seeing it there. I mean, it's not tremendous, but it's a couple of piles and I, it just bothers me. And so it, it makes such a difference when you don't have it. When, right. When it's a stressor. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you're wondering what's in that pile. I should have filed that. Like all these things go through your mind, right? I should have filed this last week and maybe there's something in there I need to tackle and where and that brings me to my next question, which <laughs> is in your book, Overwhelmed yeah. Procrastination and Distractions. Talk about One of the reasons people don't get started, they're overwhelmed, they procrastinate, but I try and tell my clients, like, next week, the project's not going to be any easier. So you're going to keep pushing this project off when once you tackle it, you're like, I should have done this years ago because I feel so good. And it wasn't that difficult as I thought it was going to be. So that in the overwhelm, they just get stuck. And they get overwhelmed and they don't get help or they don't get started because they don't know where to begin. They just sit in the room and then they become busy, but not productive. So they're bouncing around the room and they start bouncing around the house, but they're not really doing anything. And they might move one or two things. And now two hours have gone by and they've done nothing. And then distractions. So many people leave the room they're working in. And this happens with a lot of my clients. They want to go put something in another room. This belongs in this room. I'm going to run to the bedroom, and put it in there. Or I'm going to run to the laundry room, put it in there. And like a half hour is going by and they're exhausted. And I'm like, we need to stay in the room you're working in because you're, you're bouncing around the home, wasting energy. If we're in that one room, we're contained to that one room, focused on the project at hand. And we're not bouncing around the house. I always tell my clients, leave a bin in the room and anything that needs to get moved to another area of the house, put in that bin and we'll disperse it later. So that limits your distractions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that really makes a difference. Yeah. What about um, overwhelm? It's a big one. It's a, the reason, a reason most projects don't get completed. People would rather be doing anything than tackling an organizing project that they, where they don't have the skill set. They don't know what to do with what they're going to, what they find. They're not going to know what to do with it. And again, they just get overwhelmed and shut down and just go watch TV, go out with their friends, whatever they do to avoid the situation, which is why most need to bring in an organizer at that point to help you reduce that overwhelm. And I can help you reduce that overwhelm by breaking down the process and holding you on task to certain areas where I know we can go first that aren't going to overwhelm them as much. So we break the project down into small pieces where sometimes they can't see that. They only see the big picture where I help break that process down. Yeah. So that you, you, I think you also help to create the awareness. Yes, correct. But sometimes they're not aware, right? It's like, gee, I don't even realize I don't know what to do. So they need you to just 
again, show them the system or explain what's going on with them with overwhelm. Sometimes they don't realize. Exactly. And can I bring up one really quick point that, so I work with, a, I'll work with a lot of women that will say, my husband didn't want me to hire you. He said, I should be able to do this on my own, but they don't understand that the wife or the, the mom might not have that skill set. She might've grown up in a disorganized home where the skill set was never transferred to her. So this happens more often than not. And the husband says, you know, you should be able to do this. You don't need to hire anyone, but they don't, they just don't understand that they don't have that skill set to get started. They're overwhelmed. They don't know where to begin. And it's not of anyone's fault. It's nobody's fault, but the significant other doesn't understand that they can't do it on their own. So what you're saying is it's, um, our brains work differently. So we can't, sometimes, as you said, the ability, we need to learn the skill. Some It's like computer skills. For some people, it's very easy to be on the computer. They pick it up right away. For others, their brain doesn't work that way and they really need help and more support. Yes. And you can learn the organizing skill set at any age. It's something you can learn. But when you grow up in that disorganized home, when that skill set isn't transferred to you when you're young, you don't, that skill set doesn't develop. And when you get older, you don't know what it means to create a system or how to declutter or move forward. That's what we're going to talk about in the next segment. Okay. We're going to talk about decluttering and, you know, and how do you declutter when you have something that was very precious in your family, but you really don't like it. So what do you do there? So in our next segment, that's what we're going to talk about. Again, Kristen, how can people get your book? You can go to Amazon and get it there, or you can go to my website, kristinmccray.com under the book tab, my book, Living an Organized Energized Life. Okay. All right. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more again about not just systems and not just de- not just organizing, but how do you declutter so that you can begin to organize properly? Kristen McCray is the author of the new book, Living an Organized Energized Life, a step-by-step guide to getting you organized, saving you time and money, decreasing your stress levels, and helping you live a more efficient and productive life. And when we come back again, we'll talk about decluttering. All right. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. The boroughs are New York City. The burbs are everywhere else. Real estate is the ultimate game of risk and reward. It's the biggest investment most people ever make. Fortunes are made over a lifetime and lost in a day. And we're not playing with Monopoly money. How do you stay ahead? Who's buying? Who's selling? And why? What do they know? We want the truth. You need an edge. Burrows and Burbs is your secret weapon to giving you the insider knowledge and strategies you need to succeed in the high-stakes world of real estate. From Palm Beach to Palm Springs, Manhattan to Malibu, we press the experts to expose the pain, find the deals, and occasionally predict the future. That's Burrows and Burbs, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific, because everyone can make money in real estate. It is time to change the negative narrative of divorce. Families are hungry for a different option. Listen to The Good Divorce Show with Karen McNinney. You will discover how to function as one family living in two homes. There are high-functioning, stable, and happy divorce families living in your neighborhood. What's their secret sauce? What did their journey look like? Do they have regrets or recommendations? Let's find out. It's never too late to have a good divorce. 
The Good Divorce Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end, or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. And our wonderful guest today is Kristen McRae, and her new book is Living an Organized and Energized Life. And it's a step-by-step guide to not only keep you organized, but save you time and money and discreet, discreet, uh, decrease your stress level and help you be more efficient, productive, and also happy. So welcome back, Kristen. Thank you. All right. So let's talk about decluttering. What do we need to know there? We can't get organized if we have a house full of clutter. Exactly. So you have to declutter first. And that for that, there are many areas where people get stuck in the organizing process. And this is one area they get stuck because they don't want to throw away things, which is perfectly fine. You don't have to throw away everything. But we what happens is when you have a lot of things. The important things get mixed in with the non-important things, and then nothing becomes important because it's all just clutter. Mm. And we have some really valuable things that we cherish, but then they get mixed in with the magazine clutter or the items that don't mean so much. So it becomes just a sea of random items that we don't know what to do with. So you have to declutter before you can get organized. Okay, so here's the tough question that I'm sure everybody asks you. (laughs) So we have something that our family member gave us that's very valuable mm-hmm. and we don't like it mm-hmm. but we also just don't want to give it away and don't feel it's right to give it away what do mm-hmm. we do if you say so the keyword was you don't like it so you don't want to put it in the home you don't want to put it on a shelf to display because you don't like it but i want to know what memories it brings up for you does it bring up good memories does it bring up bad memories how does it does it make you feel sad or happy but if you want to keep it, keep it. I never tell people they have to throw anything away. If you have room for it in the house, you have a spot for it. But if you, and a lot of people will say, well, I'm just going to give it to my daughter or my son. But now you're just that cycle of, well, I'll give it to them. Now it's on them. Now they say, well, my mom gave this to me with my grandmother's. I don't want it, but I don't want not to take it because I don't want to offend them. So we have this like chair, call it a chair, if it's a chair, that nobody likes. It's an heirloom, but nobody wants it. But it's like it becomes this vicious cycle. So I try and guide people, ask the questions. I don't want to be the one that tells them they have to get rid of it. But usually the questions I ask, they'll usually want that second person to come in and say, it's okay to let it go. Like, it's okay. 
Yeah, it's like they need permission. They need permission to say, okay, somebody else told me it was okay. It's okay to let it go. And where would you tell them to put it? In the garage, in the basement? What would you tell them? My first thing is if they love it, because it could be a piece they love, to display it and put it out to enjoy. Basements and garages, right there, it's already halfway out the door. So yeah. at that point, just get rid of it because you're putting it in a basement never to be seen again. You're putting it in a garage where the elements, the, the weather is going to get at it and it's going to get damaged, moldy, mildewy. So it's already out the door. So just let's donate it or sell it at that point. Right. Yeah. Or find a family member that likes it. Exactly. That too. And again, try not to put it on someone Just say, here, this is for you. And they might not want it because then they're not, they're not, the guilt's going to hit them. So, yes. And, and what I've done, which is interesting, if I've had things that were my parents mm-hmm. um, and I don't, they're good, but I don't use them anymore. The first place I go is my family. And I see if somebody in the family wants it. Mm-hmm. Usually that works. And it's nice that you ask because you're not just giving it. It's right? important, right? Yes. And that's fine with me. And then um, now if it's something else that was mine and not in my family, I might ask a family member. I might not. Mm-hmm. But I do that and it, it just makes me feel good. And also they're usually good things and usually there's a lot of family members. So usually yes. somebody can take it and it helps them. That's perfect. Yes. Asking is very important instead of just giving it to them and saying here. <laughs> I think the decluttering, I think the, around clothing, let's talk about clothes. Okay, sure. Yeah. Isn't there some kind of a rule that if you haven't worn it for a year, you should give it away? There's a lot of rules out there, but if you live up north in the cold and you have the seasons, I would tell my clients, listen, if you're on the fence about getting rid of it, go another season and then decide whether you want to get rid of it or not. But if you haven't worn it, if it's ripped, if it's stained, you have. I work in a lot of people's closets and they're like, you know, I'm ready to declutter. And they're like, but I don't really want to get rid of anything. And at the end of the three hours, they've gotten rid of four bags of clothes. And they look and they say, oh my God, I got rid of all of this. Because when you touch every side, I use the philosophy that everything comes out of your closet. So when you clothing, put everything out on the bed in sections you find that you actually see how much you have and what you're wearing and what you're not wearing. So, and sometimes it's tricky, you know, because it is. you may not wear it. And then two years later, gee, where was that? Oh, I gave that away. Exactly. And I, I have, I don't really follow that. If you haven't worn it in a year, I usually just ask other questions, but I have a couple of outfits that I've had like for actually 10 years and it's a dress that never goes out of style. It's a black plastic dress. Yeah. And I haven't worn it, but I know I still fit in it and I could wear it to the next event, but I also don't have a closet full of thousands of clothes either. So I'm pretty pared down. So it's just a, it's a, everybody's different in their closets and everybody functions differently. You just get tired of something. Exactly. Yeah. It's not you anymore. Exactly. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. Any other tips about decluttering that you think we need to know? So I always say have those piles, obviously the toss, keep, donate, sell, but there's two more piles I always have. And then this is to keep the, the process moving, not to get distracted, lose focus. You want to have a maybe pile because the minute you stop to think about, am I going to wear this? Does it fit? When am I going to wear it again? That like you start asking yourself these questions, you lose focus and get distracted. So have a maybe pile. And then when you're done decluttering, you can see that maybe pile and you might realize that it's time to let this maybe pile go and mm-hmm. then have a try on pile. 
Because as you're going through this process, again, to limit distractions and stay focused, you don't want to keep trying things on, taking things on and off because you're going to waste time. Have a try on pile when you're done decluttering, then just try on all the clothes one at a time at that point after you've decluttered. So that might help. Those two tips might help you in the process a little bit. Speaking of that, I was just thinking of something. Mm -hmm. There are more storage units being built (gasps) up north. And so, you know, I was talking about this with a friend. And so why is that? Because what's happening is people are downsizing, Mm -hmm. but they are not getting rid of their stuff. 100%. Let me tell you, I mean, it's two, $300 a month storage unit, at least. Yes. And we lived in Georgia for three years during the pandemic, and there were storage units going up all over the place. Now we're in Florida, there's one going up down the street. So you're right, it's everywhere. And down here, people don't have basements. Georgia, people didn't have basements. So, but what is in those storage units? Like, I want to go in the storage unit and say, when was the last, you're paying $300 a month for what? Like, have you been in the storage unit? What's in the boxes? What's in it? Let's at least get it organized so you can see what's here. But it's it's crazy the amount of money, money people are spending. I'm not talking short term where you're moving into a home and you need to put your furniture there temporarily, but we're talking long-term storage. Right. Well, mine is interesting. Mine is a dilemma and it's, and it's a big one because <laughs> everything in my storage unit are, you know, because I've been in the video business mm-hmm. and I've done video and TV for years, I have videotapes that are one of a kind, you know, that were in those big boxes in those old days, 20 years ago. Right. And I have, um, you know, audio cassettes and I have files and things that are just one of a kind. Now, what I could do is get all of those digitized. And that's very expensive. It is, yes. So it's so then you have to weigh. Is it worth how much I'm paying a year? Or should I get everything digitized? And then, but even then there are still some things. So right. it's that is that's the and it's pared down, but it's these are things that just cannot be replaced. Right. And that's fine. And a lot of people still have things in cardboard boxes and storage units. My thing is, if you're going to keep that storage unit, get everything categorized, organized, just like you would organize a room, Right. have clear plastic containers, label everything. So when you go there, you know exactly what's there. Get shelving, put shelving up. I've organized many storage units in Rhode Island where, you know, we we organize it just like we would a room. And that's fine, too. Yes. Now, in your book, you talk about six ways to get energized and organized. Mm-hmm. One is to have designated spots, which you kind of just alluded to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have a designated spot for everything. You, all right. So I get their toothbrush. We have our, everybody has a toothbrush pretty much in the same spot in their bathroom, right? Pretty much. So I yeah. want you to think about keys, wallet, things you use on a regular basis in the kitchen. Everything should have a designated spot. So when you know, need to go to it, you know exactly where it is. You put your hand on it and go about your day just like you would your toothbrush. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. One is put yourself on speed dial. What do you mean? Have, so your routine. So when you're cooking in the kitchen, you have, again, going back to the designated spots, there's a home for everything. So just a process. When you're putting on your makeup in the morning, you have a process of how you're grabbing things. It's just how you function throughout your home and your office. You're on speed dial. You're automatically grabbing things because you know exactly where everything is. Exactly. And then if you don't put it in the right place and you get mixed up. The whole <laughs> it says have less. Here's another one. Another tip. It goes with living simply. Have less and you'll have, be, have more energy. The more things and things, stuff you have around you that's useless, that you don't need because you need to declutter and a lot of that you're not even looking at, just have less and you'll feel better. Fourth one, stop running around in circles. That's where to-do lists come in. 
you're looking at your week ahead, you're seeing exactly where you need to be, you have a procedure pretty much every day of what you need to do, it's prioritized every day. So that way, when you wake up in the morning, you know exactly what day is going to look like every day, each day. And the next one is delegate. Delegate is a big one. If there's something that you need help with, ask. It doesn't all have to be on you. If there's, if your kids, and this is where the kids come into play, can they fold their own clothes? Can you teach them how to fold their own clothes? Even if you do their laundry, can you put the laundry basket of clothes in their bedroom? Teach them how to fold, teach them how to put their laundry away. All kids should know how to do that. And that way they're learning that skill set of this is where my clothes, this is where my shirts go, these are where my pants get hung up, this is where my sweaters get folded. So they have that on them now to keep their room organized and help out. So that helps out with laundry. And then think about loading the dishwasher, unloading, knowing where the things are in the kitchen when they can unload the dishwasher. Just those little things to alleviate you from doing those those little activities. Also great life skills that you're teaching your children. Like 100%. Because then, then they do it naturally. 100%, yes. And the last one is one you've talked about before, which is just live simply, right? Yeah. Again, you'll have more energy. Your home, the, the energy in your home will be stagnant if you have clutter in the way, if you're disorganized. It's just stagnant, heavy energy in your home. You'll feel tired. You'll Your energy will be zapped. When you have a free-flowing home and things, everything has a home, the energy flows very nicely through a home and will bring energy into the home. Right. And we can also talk about in the next segment, Feng Shui, which is the Chinese art of placement. That's another way to bring energy into the home. Mm -hmm. It's another fluttering system. So when we come back after the break, we'll talk about how do you use containers? Mm -hmm. We'll talk about, you know, and and how much space do you need for the containers? And what's the real secret to having an organized home and the systems? And now that you're organized, you know, now what? You know, how do you find more time in the day? So that's what we're going to talk about in our final segment. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Program. My guest is Kristen McRae, and her book is Living an Organized, Energized Life. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Voice America TRN. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. 
Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. We are talking to Kristen McRae, who is the author of Living an Organized Energized Life. A step-by-step guide to getting you organized, saving you time and money, decreasing your stress levels, and helping you live a more efficient and productive life. Kristen McRae founded her award-winning organizing and efficiency business in 2012. And she's worked with clients in their homes from ages 8 to 90. She's worked with businesses and entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and CEOs and have worked with over 650 clients. And she loves her work and is great at it. And welcome back, Kristen. Thanks, Patricia. All right. Let's talk before we go into um, kind of staying organized. Talk about containers, you know, and maximizing space in your home. Mm -hmm. So first, the biggest mistake people make is they get super excited to get organized and then they run out and buy organizing supplies before they measure the space and figure out what they need to hold. So they waste money and now the containers don't fit. So they make it fit and the system falls apart. So when you're getting organized, after you categorize everything, look at your empty shelves, you want to measure the space, height, width, and length. And a lot of people don't do this. Height, width, length, and then look at what you need to contain and purchase a container that fits what you need to hold, but also fits the space in the, on the shelf and it maximizes the space. And a lot of people don't think about that when they're buying containers, but that's exactly what you need to do. <laughs> how do you know how much, what size container to put it in? So when you look at the categories of things you have, say you have in a food pantry, you have different types of rices and you want to contain them. What I do is I look at the empty shelf and I measure that shelf. Then I look at the rice and I measure the packet, like the length of the rice, how tall it is. And then I go online or go out to the store and look for the exact container to match that, that fits perfectly on the shelf and that maximizes the space. So it's a process. It's not just about, oh, this looks really pretty. I want to buy it and hope it fits on the shelf. And then it gets home and really doesn't. So you just make it work. And then that system falls apart because it doesn't work well. The like the, the food doesn't fit properly in it, doesn't fit properly on the shelf, but they just make it work. And then the system fails. What things do you think you should put in containers? So that's a great question because people think they look at Pinterest and they see all these kitchens that have beautiful containers and the whole system kitchen is contained out. You don't have to have a container for everything and not everything needs to be labeled and your house does not need to look like a Pinterest picture. Your house needs to be functional. You need to be able to see everything you have and be functional grabbing like quickly and efficiently. So you don't have to look like a Pinterest picture. 
you can and always use clear containers in a pantry, in a bathroom. Anytime you need to see what's in a container, you always want to have a clear container. You don't want to do basket. You don't want to do colored containers. The only thing colored containers are good for are cleaning supplies where you can actually see the bottle and see what it is and it's contained. Other than that, you should be using clear containers in a food pantry or bathroom, wherever you need to see small things. Yes. Could you have containers in hazardous materials? I'm talking about cleaning materials. You can put, you know, uh, like your Windex and things like that, your Clorox bleach. You can put those in containers. It maximizes the space. So now the containers aren't all throughout the cabinet. A, a container will contain them nicely in that space, which will maximize it. Okay. Having containers is all about maximizing space, but you want to maximize it properly when needed. Not have, You don't have to contain everything. What about feng shui, the art of Chinese placement? So I'm not a specialist in feng shui, but I'm very good at when I walk into a room, feeling the energy in a room. And if something's not properly, it feels off, like the room will feel off to me, or there'll be like a heaviness in the room. And just believe it or not, decluttering the space, organizing it, shifting the furniture around in the room will help with the feng shui and bringing that energy into the room. Definitely. And there's a whole system you can study. You know, with There the- is. Yeah. There is. And also, it's just about also how you feel when you walk in the room. Like there are certain things that I don't, I don't like to have my back towards a door. I don't like to have my back towards a window sometimes. Like it's the feel of the room, how you feel when you're sitting in it and you can kind of get a vibe. Some people can feel it. Some people can't, but I feel like I have a really good, when I walk into someone's home, I can immediately feel if the energy's off in the room. Part of that whole feng shui energy too. Is yes. To open door to, to mm-hmm. or there's something in the bedrooms too. You know that you're if if right if you if your bed a is mirror right. you're not supposed to have like a mirror in front of your bed and the doorway yeah the way things are placed I, I'd love to study it more I would definitely love to study it more the energy of your feet goes right out the door when your bed is facing the door <laughs> the harder one yeah. yeah so um let's talk about mini habits because this is how you stay organized okay you're organized well that's nice but are you going to stay organized. So um, I'm going to read these things that you have, and i just like you to comment on them. I think they're really good. There's seven mini habits, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to read them, and then we can go over them. Take, up, take the trash out of your car. Open your mail every day. Take something out. Put it away. Keep a running shopping list. File papers in the moment. That's the one I have to <laughs> Um. All right, and so th- those are the ones. Those are the main ones. So taking trash out of your car, and again, you, a lot of people do it. They leave trash in their car. They don't take it out. And think about these little mini habits. You just, you just, or you see three people throw trash out the window. Like keep the trash. As soon as you get out of the car, throw it away. It's not, these are little things that aren't difficult, but we make them difficult, right? We make these so difficult. It's just, you had a granola bar in the car, take the wrapper with you, throw it away. Exactly. <laughs> now. Here's another thing. I like this. It says, before you go on your next shopping spree and bring more into your home, ask yourself these questions. Is this an impulse purchase? Do you really need it? Where will it end up when you bring it into your home? And do you have space for it? Very interesting. I I often will say my questions to myself are, do I need it? And if I don't need it, do I love it? And will it bring me joy? Mm-hmm. That answer is yes. Then I will get it. Yes. We we impulse buy. I mean, I've imp- I impulse buy. I don't stick to my list sometimes, but you have to think about: Will you be using it? 
when right. when will you use it next? And is there a space for it? Are you bringing it home and putting it on your already cluttered bureau where there are a hundred things on there that you're not looking at? So do you need it? And when's the next time you'll use it? Yeah. Now, your last chapter, which I think we all would love, mm-hmm. is finding more time in your day. So yeah. how do we do that? Finding more time in your day. So I'd love to know where people are spending most of their time on social media. How much time are you spending on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn? How much of that time is being wasted on social media when you could be doing more important things? So I like to do a time management grid. And in my book, you can read, there's a time management grid that I I set you up with. You're going to pretty much brain dump everything you do on a daily, weekly basis, and then plug it into your calendar and look at where your holes are within the day and where you can feed in things that are important. But I have a whole chapter, yes, on trying to find more time in your day and creating those to-do lists, calendar management, and email management. And then there's tips to keep you on track with your to-do list in this book. There's, um, you know, just a lot in terms of couples and clutter, children, how do we work with children, tips to tackle, uh, to, you know, to teach your children, um, decreasing your cleaning time. And then, as you said, there's 50 quick organizing projects. So there's yes. really a lot here. What would you like to leave our listeners with today? What's your final message? Final message. Well, in the I created this book for my clients and people who just want to get organized, but they want to get organized in a simple manner. This isn't a book that's super scientific. There's no science behind it. It's just me telling you simply how to get organized, but more importantly, how to get started, reducing the overwhelm, stop procrastinating, limiting your distractions, because so many people can learn the skill set, but they can't get started. So it's just that simple, easy read of getting you started from the overwhelm all the way to now, what do you do once you're organized? And I just wanted to create that book for people that always had difficulty, but you know, it's a complicated process for them. They can't get through it. So this book is a step-by-step guide, very easy read. There's no fluff just to get you organized and energized, right? This is great. And how do people get it again? Sure. Um, or living an organized, energized life. You can get it on Amazon. You can also go to my website, kristenmccray.com, and you can look under the book tab and purchase it there also. And it's Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N. And yes. M-A-C, capital R-A-E? Yes. All right. Kristen McCray was delightful to talk <laughs> so, today. So great to actually see you too, yes. Stay on the line. Thanks so much, Kristen. Thank you so much. All right. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. If you'd like to find me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Facebook would be Patricia Raskin Raskin Resources. And if you'd like to be on my newsletter list, same thing, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. And I have a new updated revised website. So um, you can go right on there and there's a place where you can sign up. Also, if you are thinking about having your own podcast, you'd like to get your positive message out. I've interviewed over 5,000 people in my work, and I would love to help you. So contact me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Remember, stay happy, stay healthy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.